Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Tina Crawford, owner of Sweet Honey and Sacrifice. Now, Tina is a premarital marriage and intimacy coach who helps couples work through marital struggles, understanding why their intimacy may be lacking, and teaches how to create healthy marriages for a happy home. And Tina, your passion is to work with younger families who may have started on, on the wrong foot, but have a true desire to make their marriages work. Oh, fantastic. Tina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Hey, can you, in your own words, can you just expand a bit more on that and tell everyone at home you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love to work with? Um, sure. So I, as you mentioned, I love working with young couples, young families, um, specifically because I was a young couple and I did have a young family and I got married when I was 18. I had my first daughter when I was 18. You can see how those go together like that. And we, didn't really know all the things we needed to know. We probably didn't seek the wisdom and the outside help and guidance that we probably should have that would have benefited us, but we have made it through. So 21 years later, we're still here, still married, added three more kids, but now I want to really reach those young families. So that instead of struggling so much in the beginning to get to Mm. a healthy place, they can start at a healthier place, even if it's, you know, rocky and, and it's a year or two in, they have so many years left. And so if you can make that healthy on the front side, you have so much more enjoyment <laughs> for the ride, for the rest of the ride um, that you don't have to battle as much of an that. uphill. What you're saying that is relevant to businesses, marriages, physical health, all aspects. If only we would have known this stuff when we started. If only we yeah. were taught, been taught this, the real life stuff in schools. If only we had this wisdom. However, isn't that the, the, the flip side of the coin where when we're young enough, we don't want to listen. We won't pay attention. So how do you, how do you find that balance between you know who maybe needs your help? But finding those those couples at that point that actually want it, what's that like? It's been a little difficult. If I'm being honest, the demographic that I've actually worked with the most is probably married 10 years or Uh more. Um, So they've kind of hit that 
seven year itch where everything's not going the way that they thought that it was going to be going. Um, and that's beautiful too. I, you know, I love working in that space too, because again, I've been there and when I've been there and I can understand, I can create relationships. Um, we build trust in that and being a coach, I'm allowed to share personal experience. And so as I get to know my clients, my clients get to know me, Um, But reaching that younger family area, I try to reach out, share experiences about my own kids, um, show people that I'm a mom. And so I get it. I share my personal story that I was married young. And I really try to keep my coaching prices at a level that the young people can afford to come and see me. I feel like oftentimes it's so much and they see a price and they're like, we could never, like, we might know we need help, but like, we just can't, I know I couldn't have, that's not something it would have been like, feed your kid or get marriage coaching. Like I'm going to feed my kid. And so I've really tried to be careful of that. Um, and that helps a lot because I have young families come in and go, you know, are you going to, is this the real price? (laughs) Mm. It is like, yes, it is. Um, especially when you share your story with me and let me know where you're at and who you are and, and all of those different things, but it's more or less really just saying I was a young parent. I was a young wife. I was Mm. trying to figure it out. And so I did it. Now let me help you, you know, do the same. And, and they're usually very eager when you're, when you're married young and you're in a new marriage and it's not going how you thought it was going to go. You feel like your life is falling apart Mm. and you made the wrong choice or you picked the wrong person or you should have listened to your parents after all, um, whatever that case is. And so if I can reach people and tell them like, you didn't pick the wrong person, you just don't have the tools yet. Mm -hmm. You didn't need to listen to anyone except for yourself. Now you just have some learning to do Um, Mm -hmm. and show them that it's not this ginormous mistake they made. It's just a learning process that needs to be started. Yes. That communication with, with yourself and then with your, with your partner um, that is, is critical. One thing I want to pick on there. You said that you, you didn't pick the wrong person. You haven't made mistakes. Well, Sometimes it's okay to admit, yeah, uh-oh, I I did make a mistake. So I know you're very big on you want to make this work. You need to guide people through. But there obviously are those occasions when, yeah, this actually isn't right for both parties involved. What's it like when you come to, to that conclusion or you help people themselves come to this realization of, ah, here's the reality of where things stand? So that's obviously not a conclusion that I come to. Um, It's a conclusion they have to come to on their own. And if that's the case, I have walked through a couple of divorces with with clients that I've worked with. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just another area, just a beautiful chance to pour out love on them and and let them know still their life isn't ending. Um, It will, you know, will go on. It can progress. Let's talk about then how do we better prepare for whatever next relationship you're going to have. How do we learn from what we didn't learn over here? And even if that goes back to, I did pick the wrong person, 
if that's the mentality of the reason it's not working out, Mm -hmm. then why did you pick that person? Why did you maybe choose to marry into the qualities or characteristics that you already knew you didn't like? Why Mm -hmm. did you think that was the best choice at the time? And so oftentimes um, we're dealing with attachment styles and not understanding our own way that we connect people or our past experiences of growing up and what we saw and what was normal. And Mm -hmm. so we feel like we're picking normal, um, but then normal doesn't work out. And how do we not pick that same type of normal again? So that first step, it sounds like the first step is self-love to understand Mm -hmm your drivers, your experience, what you actually want, and being able to communicate that with the right action, the right partner, the right communication. So thanks for just sort of clarifying that angle. And it's beautiful to hear your, hey, sometimes it doesn't work out, but look at the gift that could come from it if you can move forward in a way that benefits everyone involved. So everything you're talking about there, everything comes back to love, whatever the outcome. So um, just uh, those, those two different clients that you work with, you say you work with people who you know, traditionally it's now sort of 10 years in and they're finding that, oh, now they need the help. Um, yes. And so your driver now is what if, what if I could get to that place before they needed this help? What if I could add something? So you're removing the, the barriers of entry, cost, time, um, even awareness to be able to reach people earlier and earlier. So how is that, how is that going for you right now to be able to bring those people in? It's been a challenge. I'm not going to lie about that. It has been a bit of a challenge to get in front of people, um, in front of the right people. And my, you know, I'm only a year and a half old, sweet honey and sacrifice is still fairly new. Um, but I'm, I'm finding the best ways to do that now is just engagement, 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 engagement. Mm-hmm. And so I'm obviously on social media. Um, Facebook's probably the largest platform that I spend my time in, but I'm in marriage groups. I'm in struggling marriage groups. I'm in all kinds of relationship groups and yeah. commenting, answering people's questions, answering people's, what do I do when, um, why doesn't my wife want to have sex every day? And I do why, you know, all these questions and I go in and I'm, I'm sharing um, what I know and, and anything that I can do to help. And that kind of lets people see me. Yeah. And if people can see me and hear me and understand that I'm not trying to just get them to have a new client, but that I actually care about everyone that I work with. Um, Mm -hmm. And so if I can explain to people, like, I want you to know you have a supporter. I want you to know you have a teammate. I want you to know that someone understands what you're going through in that, in that moment. Yes. And so it's hard. That's hard. And that's hard to gain trust from people who don't know you. I mean, that's one of the most difficult things is finding a way to be seen, but be seen um, like for who, for who I am, not Mm -hmm. for what they think I want from them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So now we're starting to sort of creep into the the, the life of the entrepreneur. 
the, the <laughs> you behind the business. So let's take it away from your your clients and your and your purpose right now. So what what was it that made you want to start this business? I didn't. <laughs> I never in my life thought that I would own a business, run a business, anything like that. I actually went back to college because as a young mom, I didn't finish school and I wanted my kids to see like, you can do it. Like if you put your mind to it, you can do it. And so I went, I went back to school and I chose a, a human studies degree. Um, and they had one with an emphasis in marriage and family. And I was like, yes, that's me. Like, even if I never have a job, I want to learn that. And um, so I did it. And I was in my last semester of school, had to complete hours because there's a family life educator certificate that comes upon graduation. You have to have hours for it. And so I met the person I was going to go complete my hours with. I was set to go teach sex ed in mm -hmm. rural towns in Iowa. And we met for breakfast and she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I think I'm probably going to go back to school again and get a master's degree and become a marriage and family therapist. And she's like, okay, but what do you want to do? <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I want to talk to people about marriages and how to make them healthy and how to communicate and how to resolve conflict without screaming at the top of your lungs or slamming doors. And I want to teach people that, you know, sexual intimacy wasn't made to be something that's selfish. Um, if you're being selfish about it, you're not going to receive the pleasure that all of that entails. And so she's like, you really just want to talk about marriage and sex. And I said, well, yeah, I guess basically that's what I want to do. And she said, what if I told you that you could, you could be set up and do that in three months and you don't have to go back to school. And I was like, what? And she's like, you could be a coach instead of a therapist. And she's like, with your personality, like, I know you want to share your stories. I know you want to connect mm -hmm. on a different level than probably licensed counseling would allow you to do because there's different rules and guidelines. Oh, and the amount of limitations and a different approach yeah. and the, the things that you're, you're bound by for, for good and bad reasons. It right, just may right. not be the right angle for you. So I love this self-discovery that you like, uh-oh, okay, yes. you're, you're finding your way, but you're finding a way from self-reflection looking at yes. yourself understanding what where am i in this what do i actually want rather than what are people telling me what rather than what bit of paper do i need so that i can right. do this i love right. the advice you had there so she um she works with nonprofits. this lady that i met she's like i've never done a small business startup but i'll help you 500 dollars. and i was like okay i'm in I came home, told my husband, and he's like, you're finishing school right first. Like, you can't do both. I'm like, oh, no, pretty sure I just signed up. <laughs> and so I thought in my head, businesses take a solid year, right? Like, I won't be busy. I can take my time. Now, I had my website done. I was up and running out there, getting things done, trying to get things done in the first two months. Mm -hmm. By the third month. Um, I, in my, the lady who had helped me set up, she said, if you don't have one client by the beginning of your third month, I'm free. And I was like, okay, I mean, that probably won't happen. So I can take free. 
my first three months, I had my first seven clients at three months in. And Beautiful. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I can't believe this is actually a thing that's, I think it's going to work. Like, I think I'm going to be able to do this. And that was kind of it. Like I got so excited. Everything was looking great. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a business owner. Oh my gosh. Like I'm going to talk to people about marriage and sex all the time. Like we're going to be world changers, difference makers, you know, marriage restorers. And I was on the biggest high. Love that. Love that. That's incredible. So from actually going in one direction, you actually pulled it back and created a whole new thing that's aligned with what you really want. So let's fast forward in a couple <laughs> of years. So now, now look at where you are. Okay. Where has your business grown to now over you know, that, that year and a half? How has it been? And, and where, where's your area of focus right now? Um, it's been challenging as I, as I stated, um, obviously in what I'm doing, I have revolving clients. Mm -hmm. Some I have for a month, some I've had, gosh, well, a year and a half now, I still have some of my very first clients that I'm still working with. Some of them are six months. So it's always changing. And so just mm -hmm. kind of never knowing how many clients I'm going to have when, and what the schedule is going to look like. And, and those things have been challenging, but I have been blessed in the challenges um, because I'm learning and I'm growing and trying to figure out how to connect with people, how to reach people. I have worked with 90 couples um, from, from start to now, and they've been positive, you know, feedbacks. I've created amazing relationships with people that I never would have been able to met, meet. Um, Facebook has allowed me to meet people across the world. I have clients in five different countries now. Um, but it's still that, how do you do that without paying more in advertising than you're bringing in? And so uh -huh. I'm still learning, still in the process of learning checks and balances and trying to figure out how it all goes together and keeping the important things important and the not important things not important and mm -hmm. time management. And I'm a wife and I'm a mom and now I'm a business owner and I have a huge heart. So, you know, if a client needs me, I want to be available. Um, oh, let's, let's talk about that for a minute because you just listed all the hats you wear. And as a solopreneur, you wear every single hat in the business. Yes. You're doing everything. Um, but with that, you said about the, uh, the desire to help your clients. Now, where does that shift into overcommitting, overworking, trying to deliver too much, the, the work-life balance that in this early stage is so, oh, it's so delicate, right? Yes. Um, I have to turn my business phone off. Yeah. If I don't turn my business phone off, I'm answering text messages. I'm getting emergency help me in this situation right now calls. Mm. I'm stepping away from my kids activities because I can't sit at a basketball game and take a personal client call. 
Um, I'm having arguments with my husband because it's 8 p.m. and I'm working and not having my quality time with him, which is one of Ooh, the things mean, that I teach the most. I was going to say the same thing. You are actually exhibiting the same patterns as your clients yeah. at, a different, at a different level, at a different place. I've, yeah. We all le learn and teach the things that we, we ultimately need the most. Again, we spoke offline about the different levels of people can have the challenges. So yes. for you being so authentic and sharing, here's how you're growing your business and how it's affected your your marriage but you have the tools and the tactics and the awareness to be able to identify and and work through it so you are your own yep. best case study at this level right yes I mean there's been times my husband's even said to me um are you coaching us right now <laughs> and I'm like I'm not trying to <laughs> I might be because sometimes it just comes out mm -hmm. but I never want my husband to feel like I'm coaching him um yeah. and so I try to be careful and the words your words are important so the way that we say things in the way that we do things but wearing all these hats I've had to set really hard boundaries I've had to say with time change that's hard too you know because if I'm open till five I want that to be five for everybody not uh -huh. just five in yeah. central time <laughs> Um, and so I've had to really pick a time and say, okay, my business line gets shut off at this time. It doesn't get turned on in the morning until this time. Um, you know, I don't check emails after this time. Um, yeah. and, and that, because I'm working on, you know, I'm, I'm working on creating webinars and I'm, you know, I'm working on writing a book right now and I'm working on articles for magazines and I'm doing all these other things outside of my clients that I also have to create time and space for that doesn't trickle into my wife and my mom and myself time. Yeah. yeah. So you're <laughs> at that, that delicate phase where you, you are finding yourself, you are finding your business. If we can personify the business, what does that look like? Who is that? You're finding out how to set boundaries, when you need to work, when you need to switch off. So I think the putting these two things together, you're you're doing with your business, the relationship with your business, exactly what you do with your clients. You think if you could hold those two things as as true, right? You can then see your business, see your work in a different way because you have all the skills you need to resolve, to grow marriages and relationships if you can apply that and tweak the language and perception so that you can tweak your business in that way can you see that you, you actually have everything you need once you make those individual connections right it's hard though i mean you can see ah. them and you can know um but it's still not easy it's still hey. You know, even, okay, I'll be really honest. I mean, even last night I was like, oh my gosh, I have this podcast in the morning. I got to go look through these. I got to go look through what they sent me. I got to go read through these things. I got to make sure I'm prepared. And it was 1130 last night. And my husband's like, what are we doing right now? Like yeah. our kids are in bed. This is our time together. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, and who's that British guy on your phone that you're scoping out? <laughs> Ugh, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so right. You know, I'm really sorry. Let me put this away. And we're night owls. So we ended up staying up and watching TV together and, and kind of having our time. But 
I know how important the time is. Um, one of the biggest thing I teach on is intentional time versus quality time. And intentional time is no TV, no cell phones, no electronics, no nothing. Where quality time, you can watch a show together and be cuddling or watch a movie together. But that intentional time is focused solely on on each other and communicating yeah. and conversation and not talking about work, not talking about your kids, not talking about home, not talking about stress, but talking about individual things like mm-hmm. your dreams, your goals, what you want to be working towards together or as an individual, um, believe it or not, when you get married, you still are an individual. You still are a half to a whole, um, but we forget that. And so talking in that space, knowing, continuing to know who your partner is, like you met me this morning and you're like, what can you tell me about yourself? If you met me five years from now and said, tell me about yourself, what I told you today is not probably what I would tell you five years from now. So why do we expect our spouse to be unchanging? Why do we Mm. expect that we still know them when we don't talk to them? Absolutely. And put it into the, into the business context. Well, how can we expect our business? It's your business. It's a different thing, entity, personality than it was a year and a half ago. Oh yeah. Roles, everything, clients. Um, I just spoke about offline marketing, outreach, <laughs> it all changes. So, yeah. Hey, Tina, thank you so, so much for sharing your journey as raw as it is right now. And for sharing so openly about marriage relationships business all these things and how you slipped and fell into the perfect (laughs) perfect business um yes i'm thankful for that day in that meeting (laughs) isn't it isn't it crazy how things can drop in one meeting one person one coincidence can change everything love that so if people want to find out more about you and what you do, maybe if they're looking for help or think that it's just worth a conversation or they're curious, where can they find you? You can find me at sweethoneycoaching.com. That is where my booking calendar is. The free consultations are always offered. They're on there and available outside of my website. Like I said, any social media platform, it's sweet honey and sacrifice. The name doesn't change. Facebook is where you're going to find most of my content. I actually do a Monday through Friday live couples devotional for couples who want to come and share in that. And it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. And that's, you can message me there just as easily as on my website. So whatever works best for you guys. Fantastic. Tina, thank you so much again. This has been an absolute pleasure. Yes, I'm, I'm excited. And I, I appreciate the chance to get to know you and talk to you today. Hey, you're so welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed that's how people find us it is and we want all their earballs <laughs> all the earballs all over the place we do nice yeah so please do all those things we'll be ever so grateful and then more people hear your beautiful voice or yours oh yeah <laughs> see you next time bye <laughs>